true believers to another electrifying episode of Not Funny Guys presents Off the Reels, the internet's number one podcast on intergalactic planetary public library recommendations. <laughs> this is episode 67. Today, we're excited to talk about Phase 2's Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, Let's get on with the show. We are the Not Funny Guys. I am your host, Casey, apparently allergic to Mold Franklin, and I'm joined by my two podcasts. That's right, two podcast co-hosts, the other members of the Not Funny Guys, Dr. John Whataburger Evans and Eric, I can't handle Grease Linebarger. And I would also like to remind you all that if it doesn't say Not Funny Guys, then most likely it's not us, but maybe it is anymore gentlemen say hello look you've been watching too much secret invasion you're starting to develop imposter syndrome <laughs> oh i i really like that the intergalactic public library intergalactic public library it kind of works like it, 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 it's the, if it's the beat <laughs> we, we 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 love a good beastie boys reference <laughs> where would intergalactic public library be like where like can we think of like a like it's a it, homework for another day but where nowhere. would the Intergalactic Public Library be? Ooh. ooh. Nowhere. Nowhere. Nowhere look actually at, does work. Look at the foreshadow. I love or it. Or Galaxy High. Could be on Galaxy High. <laughs> How are you guys this doing? fun. Huh? I'm good. 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 Yeah, I'm good. Eric, did I'm... you lose at trivia again? <laughs> no, this was the first week of the new season. We did it in a new location uh, because our fearless uh, trivia overward i don't know what you call him like the the host with the most of, of trivia uh-huh. um he did a new place on thursday he switched his thursday location so we went to support him there awesome location uh got awesome tacos awesome drinks so it'll probably be our new location and yes we won okay, we won thank you. <laughs> we won well we won by more than enough points to prove that we won nice all right um, dr john <laughs> the question for you while you were driving to the location you're at now, the secret location you're at, did you guys stop at any random rinky-dink place on the side of the road like the world's largest ball of twine or anything like that? Ooh. No. Then you're road tripping incorrectly. Yeah, I know. I'm not road tripping. I am driving to a location so I can see my parents. So figure that one out, folks. Those who know me know. Those who don't, don't. Yeah. Still, still. I no, look, dude. I, dude, I have no patience for that kind of nonsense. When I'm on a mission to get somewhere, I have little patience for like stopping at a weird roadside attraction. That was the best, though. I love doing. It. That's my favorite thing to do. I um on Saturday went out comic book hunting. Um, that's what I did Ooh. for my birthday. My birthday was yesterday, but uh, Sunday. But on Saturday, I got to go out and do stuff. And um, I went to five different comic book shops. Um, between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. But um, we went, the second one I went to was in Exeter, New Hampshire. And I discovered that they have the Exeter, New Hampshire UFO Festival. And it will be Labor Day weekend. And I am going to go to this thing. About to say, are I, you going back? <laughs> fuck yes, I'm going back. The Not Funny Guys are going to invade Exeter, New Hampshire. We are going to go to this UFO <laughs> convention or um, festival. It's going to be amazing. So I have, By invade, I have to he means he's going to roll in with his two-year-old and his wife. So 
Yes, I am. It was a beautiful little town. We'll make surprise appearances, maybe. And we went we to this. <laughs> we went to this tiny little comic book shop there, and I mean, I mean, we we're talking about tiny little town. But the whole time I was in there, all these kids kept coming in buying comic books. There were these two girls going through, like the high school girls going through um, the back issues. And one of them was talking about like how she had just bought her dad some Iron Man comics for his birthday a couple of weeks earlier. And she was in there looking for comic books for herself. And her friend was like, well, what do you like to Love read? It. Um, Superman or stuff like that. And she goes, no, I'm a Spider-Man fan. I like to Ooh. read Spider-Man. So it was just nice to see young people wanting to buy comic books. Good for them. Good, good, good job, Gen Z. Good yeah. job. John, you would be proud. I almost, I came really close. I didn't because of what it was specifically. They had a Dune Golden book. But the reason I didn't buy it for Fitz was because it was part two. And it was based uh, off of the David Lynch movie. And so if, it, if they would have had at least part one or maybe both of them together, I would have done it. But I wasn't going to buy just <laughs> the second half of this book. Oh, that's hilarious. I saw a... um. I saw the other day it was I think it was a Captain Marvel golden book. Oh nice. The Carol Danvers, yeah. It was nice. I saw today at the grocery store a Taylor Swift golden book. I've seen that one too. I, I came I came close. My wife like slapped my hand. It was like no, she slapped your hand. Not like... in my house. But then behind That's it right. was a Dolly Parton one. She goes, I can get behind that one. Yeah, uh, see folks, you have to understand that Casey and I are Swifties. So I'm a huge Swifty. Yeah, we're basically massive Swifties. When my daughter gets old enough and there's another Taylor Swift tour, I imagine I will be taking her to it. Oh, if there's a, if it comes through town and I can get a ticket, I will go by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would love to go see Taylor in a, in person. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's been kind of what I've been doing. And, can, I, uh, can, oh, I ask, oh. can I ask for your, your birthday uh, comic books? Was this mapped out? Like, did you plan five or like did yes. five kind of happen? Okay. I planned oh, it. Oh, he I, planned it. He planned I, I kind of figured I, like one or two, but did you like, oh shit, there's one here too, you know? Yes, I knew where the where one to start. I knew what time it opened. I knew what time I had to get there or leave mm-hmm. here to get there. And then I mapped out every location and which ones were the quick closest together and the best path. Mm-hmm. So I could start north and work my way south, going location to location to location. Nice. As best as I could um, to maximize my time. The The wild card was my brother-in-law was with me. And so he was looking for stuff in dollar bins. So he was the wild card. How long was he going to spend digging yeah. through dollar bins? Because we were driving together. So that was that was the wild card. But managed to, to get it all done. Found an amazing issue that I've been looking for for a long time. The first appearance of He-Man in a comic book. Um, DC Comics presents number 47. Managed to do all that. Got back in time to do Barbenheimer. Um, started it at 7.45 at night. Um, that one was very specifically timed out so I could make this happen. But 7.45, it's a two-hour movie. I got out a little bit after 10. And then the next movie started at 10.30. So I had enough time to go to the bathroom, refill popcorn and drinks, and go in to see it. Got home about 2.15 in the morning. Or sorry, got out <laughs> at about 2.15 in the morning, I should, should say. Because <laughs> Oppenheimer's three hours. Yeah, I imagine it would be. If it, if you had to, if people were to write in, which I'm sure they're 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 doing at this moment, uh-huh. um, and they're asking you, mm-hmm. I can only see one. Oh. I only have the opportunity. The I only get a babysitter for one movie. Mm-hmm. Which mm. one do do I go to? Um, 
it would depend on two different things that okay. I would say to answer. So first, it depends on how much time you have. Because one's two hours and one is three hours. So I, got, I imagine that's I got a big the babysitter for three and right a half there. hours. Okay. I got the babysitter for three and a half. So I can see either, but I can't see both. Okay. You can see either one. So then it would be, do you want a joyous, feel good, <laughs> laughing movie? Or do you want a just a really good cinematic experience? That would be the two different things. They're both really good, but I would probably... If I were just going to recommend something wild blindly, just saying most likely you're going to like this, I'd probably say Barbie because there's more likelihood you'd be open to that because it's really funny. Oh, it's a good comedy. Yeah. And you learn about a a historic Barbie figure called Sugar Daddy Ken, which I didn't (laughs) know existed, but it's a real doll. (laughs) Wow. And I'm not even going to spoil how when they explain it because they do explain it. Um, It is kind of a musical, which is really, which is really funny. Um, So it's good. Nice. Is it? Is it similar to like the Lego Movie? Because it kind of presents as a little bit of that vibe in terms of almost self-aware, certainly camp. You know, less kid, less like small, small kid friendly, more like middle, you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah. my, my, my parents took my, uh, kids to see it. And I think my daughter who's nine enjoyed it the most. I think it's aimed somewhere close to like her age and up. Yeah. I, I would say enough. that based on, based on experience <laughs> I've seen, you know, I will say what is misleading a little bit from the trailers. The trailers imply that they're in the real world for like a lot of the movie. They're not. Oh, good. No, that's actually nice. They're only like in the, the real world for fun. a small amount of time. Right. Um, but it's it's okay. really good. There is a moment. Uh, this last thing I'll say on both of them. Both of them had a, a, a round of applause during the movie. Um, Barbie. From the and, audience? From the audience. Wow. The um, Actually, Barbie, when the, the trailers ended before they did the Nicole Kidman thing, the lights dimmed. And this woman yelled out in the back Somehow of the theater. Somehow heartbreak feels good in a place like this. <laughs> um, um, the, lights, the lights went down oh, and this no. woman in the background yells out, um, let's go Barbie, let's go Barbie. And the rest of the auditorium did the, oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but there's awesome. a, wow. there's a monologue mm, a little more than halfway through the movie that when the monologue happened, the theater erupted into applause. Hmm. Um, and it's really good monologue, the way it's delivered and everything, and it's very poignant to the movie. Oppenheimer, when the movie ended, the which I saw in a sold out IMAX, ten thirty at night, erupted getting out into at two twelve a.m. <laughs> erupted into applause when that wow. movie ended. Wow! So. Did you That's check right, out folks. the sound? Did you check out the sound of freedom and see if there was anybody actually in there? No, they were buying yeah. tickets for the next group, though. <laughs> Probably. Probably. It was a sold out house because it had been bought by the previous groups. Yeah, but um, it was good. It was um, definitely good. I'm but sorry, Eric... folks. Casey did Barbenheimer. We're all. I'd love to do Barbenheimer. I don't think I'll get to do it as Barbenheimer. I'd, I'd like to do it though. I'd like to I, find I love marathons like that and doing maybe a double maybe I'll, maybe I can it. convince Rachel to do it this weekend. Come up here. Yeah, I'll do it with that's, you. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah, I'll just drive what eight, ten hours. We'll, the length I'll, of time I'll it's going to do to drive is how long it'll take us to watch the movies. 
Nice. But I would like to say, since you brought this up a second ago, writing, people are writing in to ask us this question. I would like to mention um, Frank from Cleveland, um, who did write in this week and yeah. ask us a question. And you can write in too at, um, Eric, please say the email address. Notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. Thank you. Um, Cleveland is, um, we have discovered from looking at our stuff, we have a couple of Cleveland listeners. So hey, Cleveland, Cleveland rocks, everyone. I just want to say that Cleveland rocks. Just I, like I, Frank rocks. Not to not to deviate too much, but I loved the Drew Carey show. I did too. Speaking of Drew, Cleveland rocks. I know. Yeah, I, know. Right, I right. did too. Sorry. That's, Sorry. Anyway, I always yeah. think of that. I love it. I love that. Of course we do. Uh, Frank from Cleveland has a question very specifically for Dr. John. Ooh. Okay. Dr. John, if you are correct about Korg's dad, do you think he will ever find out? And if so, what do you think will happen? I honestly don't think it'll ever happen because I'm pretty sure they'll forget that that may have even been a thing. But I no, imagine if, based, well, imaginely based <laughs> on what we found out about Thor and Love and Thunder, um, his dad may not have been dead, but may have needed to reassemble himself. So he may not actually take it that badly. Right. Just a, a typical battle war story, you know, took some time to recover, you know. So I'm going to, even though it's your theory, I'm going to say, I think Korg will find out. And I think Korg will be happy because his dad was a dick. <laughs> I think we're just going to find out his dad was a dick. <laughs> I think it'll happen in a what if. That's a really good um Because it's a perfect TV show. Oh, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Well, thank you, Frank. Thank you. Um, if any of you would like to write in and ask us a question, um, give us some thoughts, comments, concerns. Um, you want to know why I keep coughing, um, I can explain it to you in an email. You can write in at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. So. It's because we finally got Casey on that that smoky toky. <laughs> the smoky toky would probably help more. That's than... what all the fun kids say. Right? The cool kids. Fun kids? I don't know. I, I'm... I'm doing You're not right. cool. You're not cool. <laughs> You're not cool. I'm not. None of us are cool. Okay. No let's cool. just. No one's. Let's try cool. not to. No one's cool. But you know who is cool? Captain America. Fuck yeah. Captain America is pretty fucking cool, and this cap fucks. And Eric's gonna tell you all about it in a little bit. But before he does, let's talk about Captain America: The Winter Soldier from 2014. Paramount still, still a Paramount movie. Two hours and 16 minutes. It is kind of a mix on whether it's based on a comic or not. There's some comic book stuff and some. They play with some elements, they blend. Yeah. This is the first that is directed by the Russos, Anthony Russo and Joe Russo, who will go on to direct multiple movies. Marcus and. Yeah. Christopher (laughs) Marcus and Stephen McFeely um, are returning to write this movie. Welcome back. Um, Composer is Henry Jackman. He's back. Um, cast mostly it's this well I, I not mostly as i'll say there's like three people who we really kind of seen um chris evans back sam jackson scarlett johansson but now we're going to get a whole bunch of new people robert redford is playing alexander pierce i love um, robert redford sebastian stain is back or stan is back to play um, winter soldier Bucky Barnes. anthony mackie is joining the cast to play falcon great Smolders returning to play maria hill yay colby Ooh. Frank Grill is playing Crossbones. Um, Maximiliano Hernandez is back as Jasper Sitwell. He's been in like four or five of these now. 
Emily Van Camp is uh, making her first appearance as Agent 13 or Sharon Carter, as we will really know her. Um, Haley Atwell is in this. A lot of people didn't recognize it was her because of the old age makeup, but she is in mm-hmm. it. Toby Jones mm-hmm. is back as Zola. Stan Lee as the Smithsonian guard. Gary Shandling. Oh, I am so screwed. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's I am so fired. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Gary yeah. Shandling back as Cinder Stern. I love that he keep, he was coming back for this. Um, George St. Pierre as Batrock the Leaper. Ed Brubaker as a scientist. He's in a scientist scene. Um, well, Ed he Brubaker, did write the, he did. He, yeah, he did Soldier. create the Witch Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Danny Puda is is Danny Puda. I think my autocorrect changed. So. Danny Pudi. Thank you. Pudi, thank you. Um, as as a Comtech, Thomas. And, and this this is where I want to briefly point out that in almost every Russo movie, you will, if you are a fan of the TV show Community, will see one of those cast members because they were involved with Dan Harmon in that television show and brought them along. Yep, they directed yeah. several episodes of Community. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas Critchman. As Baron Strucker, Baron von Strucker, I'm at the end, and an Elizabeth Olsen playing this random character called. Um, actually, we don't know who it is, but they do list it in um, the I'm twins. Thinking. It is they do refer to it as a Wanda, but um, so there we go. So Eric, for you, a little bit of some stuff here, real fast. Um, visually, do you want to know what Captain America looked like in this time period, 2014 in the comic books? Do you yeah, know? I do. <laughs> That's Captain America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> 2014, he's already Falcon. <laughs> um, but um, Captain America was looking kind of either still like his normal traditional or in his secret of in um Avengers costume. Um he was already starting to go by this. I feel costume. like we, we get that outfit in the MCU at some point. Oh, you mean in this movie right here? Yeah, yeah. The same movie. That's the, one. That's the one. All right. Well, you know, it's you know, it's worth noting here is that the storyline that they mainly pulled for this movie is both the Secret Warriors storyline, where Nick Fury discovered that Hydra was inside of Shield, plus the Ed Brobaker uh, Winter Soldier. So they're yep. pulling from a couple different ones, but those are two of them. Yep. And speaking of Winter Soldier, there he is, Eric. That's what he looks like in the comics. Pretty yeah. similar, except he wears yeah. a domino mask, really. Um, and then this is I have a picture of his first. Um, one of his early appearances is Winter Soldier and um, this comic book, which good luck finding it if you're ever looking for it now. <laughs> yeah, uh, cost a pretty penny. Um, also, just so you know, um, this is what Crossbones looks like. We'll never truly ever get that. And that's um, the close, guy. We, we, yeah, it's, uh, that's uh, Romolo. Romolo. Yeah, that's um, Frank Grillo. Um, yeah, okay. Elevator guy. Yeah. So we got our Falcon. So this is the way it looks like in the comics. We'll never truly get that costume. I don't know. Um, what if? What, no, he's Captain America if? now. So yeah, that's, that's not right. happening. But um, this is Red Bird, which we will talk about later. Or Red Wing, sorry. Um, we'll talk about later. But I do want to show you another version of This was the um, apparently really tiny um, ultimate version of it, which is kind of what this movie's based on. Mm. That's true. That looks pretty close. Um, now, here's where it gets kind of fun. Batrock Zelipa, one of my favorite dumb <laughs> characters. There he is. That's what he looked like. Um, and yeah, he just he leaped. He's just a dumb character. He's just such a dumb character. What is he like? Hey, they gave him at least a decent role in the MCU. So they did. I love him so much in the uh in the MCU. It just it makes me happy. 
Also, um, Armin Zola, I'm pretty sure we showed you this when we watched the first Captain America, but I wanted to show it to you again since this is we finally kind of get this appearance. Yeah. And for those listening at home, remember the scene where the camera and the screen with his face that imagine that if that was a body walking around, that yeah. would be pretty comic accurate. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Um, one of their stranger characters. And then but um, you have to understand that Casey and I were like, oh, my gosh, they did it. They did yeah. it. We were so excited. They did. So, Eric, um, let me show you Nick Fury. I showed you Nick Fury before. He looks like David Hasselhoff in the comics, right? Remember? Right. Yeah. 2014, that's what Nick Fury looked like. <laughs> he looks like fucking Captain America. <laughs> yeah. He does, but they. Um, this is Nick Fury Jr. Um, is how they kind of tried to retcon this one. Ah. So, you get that. Uh, oh, this is just a great shot of the two costumes side by side yeah. for you. But the last one I want to show you, uh, well, actually, two more. Um, this mm-hmm. is Sharon Carter, just so you can see that's yep. what she looked like. So not much different. But not much worse. That's Alexander Pierce. That's Robert Redford's character right there. Well, Spot remember on. that we had, remember we saw Alexander Pierce when we saw the original Nick Fury, and he was a British guy, blonde, and looked nothing like Robert Redford. You're you're right. Yes, right. I remember. I was like, but, wait a second. Hold but on. this is this is what is this is the Pierce that they're kind of pulling from for this movie. So all that do said, you think, do you think Deadpool might go into some of those really old movies like the old Furies and stuff and pull out little nuggets of those? May, I think Deadpool Since it's going will, through all the old Marvel shit. I think Deadpool is going to touch on anything that's Fox. Anything outside of Fox, yeah, I don't think I, I, I think he, I think he's more gonna be more concerned with those. All right. But that Nick Fury would be Fox, technically. As, so uh, they could actually touch on that. That'd be great if Hoff showed up. If that's the Hoff that that <laughs> they'd, Hoff, have, that they'd have to knows. digital it, right? Probably. Why? No, they don't have to digital he's it. dead, right? Look, Hoff's got dead. Is he? Hoff's going to have his... No, no, he's still alive. No, he's not. Oh, he's still alive. Oh. <laughs> Look, Sorry, David. <laughs> David Hasselhoff's going to have his greatest cameo in Guardians 2. Let's be honest. Yes, he is. He is going to have his greatest cameo there. Oh, yeah, he's only 71. And, and the right. music video. And the music video they made. Yeah. All right, so let's um, let's talk about this movie. Um, I, my It's one of my favorite openings. On your yeah, left. Yeah, on your left. On your left. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't say, you it. say it <laughs> okay your left. I, okay i want to share something real quickly here so next summer my family and my parents were going to dc and one of the reasons why i convinced my son finn that it would be cool is i will let him be captain america and run past me saying on your left around the mall <laughs> I, I, you better do the whole mall you better do well, the no, whole mall i want i want a lap damn it <laughs> no no it'll be great it'll be great because i'm gonna walk and he can run and nice. just pass me Four hours later, he will. That's make- parent logic right there. <laughs> yes, I'm wearing him out. I'm wearing him out. Yeah, it's uh on your left. Oh man, love it so much. The um, they after they do sign a meet and talk, we um he rec- Sam Sam Wilson. We learned mm-hmm. that's the gentleman who kept kept running past. Um, we learned that um he likes um he likes some music and he recommends. Um, now I can't think the the, the album he Trouble, Trouble Man. Man. He um, who's the artist though? I can, now I can't remember the artist. Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. Thank you. Um, he recommends Marvin Gaye. Um, and Cat pulls out his list, and I paused it. Would you like to know I what's on that too. list? Yeah, go for it though. I love Lucy. 
the moon landing, Berlin Wall up and down, mm-hmm. Steve Jobs, disco, Thai food, Star Wars slash Trek, and he's crossed that one out. So I am assuming he's watched something in the Star Wars side. Nirvana, Rocky, and now Trouble Man out. You could diverge. You could get him to scratch that Rocky off and just ignore that, right? Yeah, you got to talk to him about Rocky. Fucking ignore Rocky. God. <laughs> it, look, it's fu- Captain America says it is worth watching, folks. No, people recommended it to him. <laughs> Not that he said. Because it's an American classic. Captain America would probably prefer all the president's men from the same year, which should have won the Oscar. <laughs> and, and and then he I would point like at the screen. On this, on this well, he would. You know what would happen if he saw that movie? He'd point at the screen and go, Alexander Pierce, why are you in this? Yes, he probably would. Actually. <laughs> um, so then Black Widow is going to show up and um, take him on a secret mission. And so we're going to get the first look at his secret um, Avengers costume, which is really nice that they've changed it up. And fuck, is this sequence cool? Like this whole thing. And I love when they're like, we're here and, and we he see it jumps out we, of the plane. And we see that in the trailer too. Mm-hmm. We get to see that. That's yeah. a great way to make people want to go see the film. And he yeah. jumps out. And I love the way that Romolo is just like, oh yeah, he does that. Well, it's like, and the other he just, own thugs and harmony, right? Did he just <laughs> jump out without a parachute? Yes. Yes, he did. He does that. So good. God, I love that scene. It's so awesome. It is so Captain America. The following through him killing all those people by throwing them off the boat while they're unconscious so they can drown in the water, hitting men <laughs> upside the head with that vibranium shield that's probably cracking their skull because it's bouncing with enough force to fly backwards. Oh, it's so great. You know, that sequence is one of my favorites, but it always reminds me of like when I play Assassin's Creed and I'm trying to go around the perimeter of a fort and take people out before I slowly move inward secretly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah, always he's, he's, plays totally, he's, totally, he's totally wiping the walls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes through, he gets saved by uh, Rumble. We've all been saved. Uh, and then um, we get some other cool thing. We get to see <laughs> Black Widow doing like some badass shit going oh, yeah. before she disappears. As she does. The engine room was never the yeah. same. We um, we do get to see um, Bat Rock come out there. He's going to fight Bat Rock. What a weird name. Um, yeah, it is a very strange um, name. Batrock the Leaper is just such, really seriously, such a strange character, but I can't believe they put him in it. I'm just still in shock to this day. Um, but we then get a, a scene where we learn that Sitwell is there on the boat. Now, this is probably the only time I'm really going to truly talk about um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but this, the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tried to tie in. They were going to try to have things going on with the movie universe. And it, after season one, they kind of just stopped doing it. But there's an episode. I think it's the season. I think it's season one, like the halfway point before they go on their mid-season break. Sitwell is in the first half of the season. And he tells Coulson, hey, I got to go. I got to go do this mission on the on this boat. And so he leaves to go to this boat. And then when the show comes back, all the Hydra stuff has happened. And so S.H.I.E.L.D. is dealing with the fallout of Hydra. <laughs> so Interesting. Um, it is one of the few times that it actually ties in. The other, the only other real time that ties in is um, Sif comes to the, that show. And um, there's another. Um, well, the whole show deals guy. with the fallout of the Hydra within S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah they do deal with it much more. They do deal with it more, but after basically the first first season, but then season two, 
none of it ever really lines up with the movies anymore. This is like the only time it lines up with the movies. Um, mm. Because then the Marvel fight started to happen with ABC. And mm. it becomes like a whole crazy thing. Um, anyway, so Sitwell's there. Um, he's on the boat, so it tied in with that. And um, man, this team is just so organized. They're so well organized. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Except for they don't know what Nat's doing. Mm. Off there to like do her own little secret mission. That's that's not gonna, you know, that's not gonna and lead to problems. Fury likes to compartmentalize things. Mm-hmm. He does. So is that bug Steve Rogers? I think it bugs all of them quite honestly i think they all want to oh, know it, where it really was. bugs steve particularly i think because that's not how he plays like you know he's 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 the army guy who's like this is it's not how you play as a team you don't hold things back from people otherwise people get killed you know yeah but... well it's going to lead into it because after they finish this mission we get to see the triskelion which this is the mcu's first appearance of it but it, John, correct me if I'm wrong. It, it got its actual first comic book in Ultimates, right? Yes, it was in the Ultimates, and I believe it was in New York. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not in DC. No, it's not in DC. Though I did like the way they blended that in, so it like fit right there on the Potomac. Like I, I do agree with that. Interestingly enough, I'm pretty sure that would have been in violation of uh, height ordinances in DC. Yes, that building. Yeah. So oh, yes, it would. That, but if you don't know, folks, DC actually does have height ordinances on buildings. Yep. So, what can't they be? What can't they be hot? I'm taller than. Isn't it the Washington Monument? I believe it is the Washington Monument. They cannot be taller than the Washington Monument. Yeah. We learn um, in this as Fury is talking about trust. The last time he trusted someone, he lost his eye. My question (laughs) is, who do we think he trusted? Is it the cat or was it um, Carol? It's the cat. <laughs> the cat. We'll find now, out later, folks. <laughs> this is one of those weird, like, retconny things because they definitely hint that it's Pierce mm, that he yes. trusts. And then all of a sudden, it's going to be a cat. But then remember, Fury lies a lot. So he, he does. Well, we do kind of, I mean, there's an embarrassment for him. Mm-hmm. He's probably told about different stories for it. So that's my thought. Um, we learn about Project Insight, which is a shit show. Oof. You shouldn't have a Project Insight. Um, I'm sorry if I'm flying through this, but this is such no, a long good. movie, and um, it's good. Um, there's what we've learned that Shield is building a lot of helicarriers. I mean, that's three, oh, but I think it's worth noting lot. that you you notice that I think it's fascinating is that Fury seems to be on board with Project Insight. And then when Cap calls him on it, he's like, he has a moment of doubt. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I've got it. But he already had doubt. He had some doubt. Well, he had some doubt because of what Natasha was doing for him on the Lemuria Star. So he obviously had some doubt. And I think that what's interesting about the way Hydra behaves is that when you, they are more than willing to have Nick Fury there because he's their. He's their pit bull. He's their main guy. But the moment anyone questions, that was when he was marked. I I think his doubt actually comes slightly before Nick or before um, Steve's there. Well, I, I think it is I too. Think I, his, think what Steve, I, think I think Steve he, tips him. I think Steve tips him. Well, I over. think I can, I can agree with that. I think he tips him over. But I think the actual, the true like breaking point for him was when he tries to access the file 
and he doesn't have access. And at that point, he's like, something's wrong. I have to have access to it. And even I don't have access. Oh, I think that's like one of those situations where it was worse than he thought it was. Yeah. Because not only was it locked out, but it was locked out using his authority. Yeah. Actually, you know, look at my notes. Actually, you have to be right because of because of um because of that actually the the file thing actually is after now that I'm looking at my notes. Yeah, that's what I remember. It's when he goes back upstairs. Yeah. He gets he he has his his suspicions are over the top, like tipped. And he's like, Okay, I gotta look at this file. And then that's when he runs into that barrier and he's like yeah, that goes to ask yeah. Pierce. And when he goes to ask Alexander Pierce, he didn't realize he was marking himself for death. Yeah. Because when yeah. he asked Pierce, Pierce was like, We gotta eliminate him. Yeah, we gotta get yeah. we gotta get rid of him. Because I think when you think when you think about the story he tells about how they first met and mm-hmm. everything, that's when he got on Pierce's radar is this could be a useful tool. Yeah. And as long as yeah. he stayed a useful tool serving the interests of Shield, but really Hydra. Fear and Pierce had no problem letting him rise to the ranks, do anything he needed to do because he thought this is this is my loyal. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a what he's a mark right when you when you don't realize you're helping someone like yeah yes what Trump yes. was to Russia if you will right. in 2016 yeah yeah. yeah 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 and then and then when he realizes him he makes that request he unfortunately thought he was talking to someone he trusted mm-hmm. and he wasn't and that's how deep it goes yeah. But I, wanna... I will say what's coming next is a badass chase scene. Yes, yes, it is. Before that, I want to point out a little a small cameo that's in there. Mm-hmm. When Cap goes to um the exhibit, it's narrated by Gary Sinise. Um, he does oh, the, yeah. the voice, which makes sense because Gary is a huge um proponent of um veterans' rights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we also get to see the interview from 1953 with Peggy. And then we're gonna see he's gonna we're gonna see Peggy and we're gonna learn that she basically has Alzheimer's. They don't say it, but she either yeah, has Alzheimer's implied. or dementia, but it's um there, which then leads into what we were just talking about. And as John was saying, it leads into a car chase. Where we hey, hold on. Before we jump to that, I want to make one quick note that I made about hmm. the interview um, and that you never see her husband, because of course it might actually be Steve Rogers. If that has been retconned already or if that was a paradox. But what's fascinating to me is it reminded me of the Superman story that Alan Moore wrote called Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, which was all about the idea that Superman was dead and that Lois Lane had gotten married and had kids. At the very end of the story, you realize that the man she was married to is really Superman. He faked his death, you know, so I feel like that had that had a vibe of that to me. I was like, oh, so you brought up something interesting. So I'm going to go down this rabbit hole for just a second. All right. Because since we never see her. So I I know when we originally started this, I was like, I'm not going to talk. Let's just talk about that movie. Let's not jump too forward into future movies. But you opened this door and I you got my mind going. Okay. We don't see her husband. Mm-hmm. It could technically be Steve. Maybe her Alzheimer's isn't as bad. Because in the movie, it's implied that, oh, my gosh, she's just realizing that he's back from thing. What if it's more of. She just saw him a few minutes earlier, but it's old him. It's the modern one. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden her, she loses focus for just a second. And then she's like, wait a minute, you, you young all of a sudden. And that could be the only, the only catch in all of this is that their theory of time travel debunks any of this notion. Unfortunately, 
I know because so their theory totally is all of, it, yeah. it's all a bowl theory, of spaghetti that's just there with loose threads. Well, and every time you go, it. Oh, I'm sorry. The I'm theory, about their theory, their theory is another movie. Yeah, no, no. Their theory is basically <laughs> yes. Their theory is actually uh, the multiverse theory of time travel, where yeah. you are you're you're actually can never truly change the past in a way that would actually affect the present because it's already the past. Although they they contradict that on its own in that yeah, same movie where they actually come up with that theory, they actually contradict the theory, which is but everyone just has hot dog fingers. Everyone just has hot dog fingers while they eat their bowls of spaghetti. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, um, yes. Car chase. Car chase. <laughs> don't fuck with Winter Soldier. No, that guy's also, fucking what, what? No, I mean, but come on. that fear, Whatever fury drives, man. Yeah, can geez. I get one? Can I, yeah. can I get one of the Furies? I think it's it's basically the Beast. It's like whatever the president has is what I feel like. Well, I think it's, it's better, better than, than the Beast. <laughs> well, it's got all the like the the fancy technology of S.H.I.E.L.D. God, I oh, love yeah. the Gatlin gun. And this the is, the, this is like just a Bond movie, so it's just cute, all the cube inventions, basically. Well, and he, yeah, but yeah. he like he couldn't take off, you know? Yeah. Um, We get that really, so we get the cool car chase. Then we get to um, Cap Goes Home. We get our first quick little introduction of Sharon Carter. Mm-hmm. Then he go Camp goes into his room, and there's Fury, and we get the first Fury wife reference. Yes, because he references his wife, and because mm-hmm. that's the cover story of like, oh, I can't go home because my wife and I got into a yeah, my wife kicked fight. me out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's the first. I don't even remember him ever referencing that, which it's interesting now with what's going on secret invasion yeah we yeah. get an actual taste that there is it's hard to tell when he's lying or when he's thinking makes you right. think he's lying he's telling the truth well at the same yeah. time i mean in context that line is a lie right because we know no, it is still a lie yes he's on the run at that point so but is he reference if is he thinking like oh i can't go back home either right type thing so well, like, but he's like it's like it's almost but like also the question the is, actual is truth the truth that nobody knows he's using as a cover Right, that's what I was gonna yeah, say because yeah. the wife, the Cap could think that the wife is a lie mm-hmm. because he's never referenced this wife before. Mm-hmm. We know, well, now we know that he does have a wife. He's just lying about they can't go home, but we know why he's doing the can't go home. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So then he gets shot and um, unfortunately gets killed, which kind of sucks no by Winter Soldier. Um. But Agent Thirteen runs in and we discover that she's a Shield agent. And I love when Cap is like just bolts to go after, just breaks through walls. Is she, is she compromised at this point? What do you think? In terms of her, no, I, I think she will comes, be later. I think I think it comes later. I think that yeah, comes I think that blip. comes. I, okay. Yeah, I think that's total blip. I think okay. she's loyal. To, I think the thing is she's loyal to Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. And think right. about if she didn't blip, and she was around with no Nick Fury for five years. You know, because there's all that elements that like, you know, Fury and Maria, like Maria Hill and all these people have their members of whatever, but they're really loyal to Nick. Right. You know, we it's see his group. Yeah, it's it's his group. And um, this starts the, you know, I don't do you think she knew. In this moment that he was still alive. I don't know. I think he kept that. I'm one sorry. I'm sorry closer. that he's dead, that he's dead. Maybe dead. Oh, uh, come well, on. It's been nine think, years. Spoiler alert. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. 
I'll tell you what's really funny is actually I wonder what it was like to go into that office building that Cap ran through the next day. I know. <laughs> God, uh, I love how I think his... someone moved my stapler. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he runs through that building. Just Ooh. I just love that he just takes that shield and just uses it as a battering ram to just plow through. You can just ram. imagine like the next day the guys come and go, What happened here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess well, we didn't make the sale. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the what their reaction is is the reaction of when Cap throws that shield and Winter Soldier catches it. Yeah. And then launches what? it. I think that is the look on their face when they walk in. Mm-hmm. He goes to tell right. uh Oh no, he doesn't even go to t- he goes they go to the um the hospital first where and he, where and he has dies the drive. And, yep, he's he got the, the drive. drive. Um, he gets he sees Fury's passed away, and then he gets told, "Hey, you need to go. You need to come back and go see Pierce." Okay, wait, wait. There's a great sequence when you realize that Fury is dead, where you see Natasha, Maria, and Cap. And when Fury is declared dead, it pulls back, yeah. And you see Rumolo and Sitwell, yeah. And it's like, ooh, yeah, that mm-hmm. doesn't feel right. Yeah, something about that's off. Like that feels wrong. Over the shoulder, yeah, yeah. So Cap's gonna go um to see Mr. Uh, Pierce. And this is where we're gonna see that they have captured Batrock and they interview him on 10, 12, 13. So we get the date of this movie. This movie does take place in 2013. And you know, Pierce tells Cap everything he needs to hear. And then Cap's like, he's like, go, just go. And so Cap gets into what feels like a normal elevator, but we're going to learn is an elevator that is clearly from Fast and the Furious makers of the world's longest runway because this elevator is impractically large at the end of the day (laughs) for an office building. Well, this is S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean... It does not matter. This elevator is too fucking large. There's like 30 men in this elevator. No, I do love how they... It's not 30 men. There is a lot. There's probably like twelve, but this is one of the great. Men. This is one of the, this is one of the greatest fight scenes. It is and amazing. I, yeah. it and is. I love when Cap. I love when Cap the hallway fight. Yeah, yes, it's Jeff's kiss level, like, and the, the way it sets off, where it's like he gets in, and then here comes the next tune, like, well, we're just going to the library. Oh, okay, no, we're we're going to do this one. And it slowly fills, and Cap's just slowly piecing it together because then the, he says. Does anybody want before we begin? Does anybody want to get off? Yeah. And I'm like, mm. yeah. Well, I mean, because he notices like they're sweating. Some of them are holding their guns. The one that the, the one that gives to wait me gives it away to me. If I was Cap, when the douchebag gets on, it has to file his way through to the back. And you're you're like motherfucker. Why are you getting in the back behind me? Mm. Yeah. And then they it, weren't they oh. weren't as clever as they thought they were. Oh, such a beautiful. And then. Like he does the fight, he hits the the shield, pops it up so he can break the bracelet off, and then he's like, "I got to get out of here. I know I'm gonna go out the window." <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't have a lot of choice. He he cut that he cut the the line that then the emergency brake kicks in, and every right. floor was stuff. And he looks down and like, "Yeah, hey, vibranium will cancel this out if I land on it." Yeah, no, I mean, I, it totally makes. It sense. won't feel great still. <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't clearly. And then he somehow manages to get to his bike and get the hell out of there before they close the door. And then takes yeah, out like a, a badass, like a like a yeah. Steve McQueen the he, badass. 
like that yeah. yeah no joke that was a steve mcqueen moment there baby i love when he took up that quinjet it's like nope get out of my way yeah yeah oh so good like they could have they could have spent a little more time with him like doing a, a like a motorcycle chase with with shield on his ass you know it's like it was like none of them read his file and saw the shit he did during world war ii did you not read what i did, did yeah. you just think he that? was no. a badass did you guys not see that no. did you <laughs> not see that did you not notice that? to quote quicksilver from our next week it's like <laughs> did you not see that coming uh-huh. He, he's in the Smithsonian, motherfuckers. Yeah, and there's footage. There's footage. Near, yeah. Gary Sinise tells you what is going on here. No, that no one paid attention, and he gets no away. One cares. No one cares. Um, and then he meets up with Nat, and it's then it's one of my favorite scenes when they're in the mall. Oh and yeah, they got to go to the That's Apple where, Store. That's where we play a lot of spy game stuff, and then of course she drops that line from um. Oh darn! Now I forgot the film. Well, no, no, we haven't, we haven't got games. there yet. We haven't got to just there yeah, yeah, just yeah. yet. But I, I, I've been, I want to mention in the mall when they're at the Apple Store and the guy comes up. He's like, "You look, I have those same glasses." And she's like, "Yeah, you could be twins." <laughs> <laughs> this is the this. And I also love when she like before, right before that, she's he's like, "How long do we have?" She's like, "About eight minutes from." And she plugs it in now. <laughs> and then as they're getting away, when she's like, "Kiss me." Kiss me. Yeah. Unpublic affection makes people nervous. Kiss me. He's like, <laughs> yes, I know. She's like, is that the first kiss you've had? And he's like, shut up. No. <laughs> but he's not. Misses. Because we know, well, no, because that was in World War II times. Never mind. It's World War II times, yeah. yeah. Well, and then, um, of course, so he figures out where he has to go is back home. What, what I love that it's like Jersey, and he's like, oh, I know that. I know. But I love the the he, the other guy see the apple guy sees jersey he's like oh where's the work going is that their honeymoon yeah they're planning yes okay we're planning our honeymoon oh where are you going jersey, jersey. <laughs> uh, i just want to say I, not a honeymoon destination but the place we went to in jersey casey was actually i'd, I'd go back it was fun. i know uh, we, hey, totally hey folks, let's we're, we 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 have no disrespect for Jersey. It's a wonderful no. state, very unique, lots of fun things. Maybe not the first on your honeymoon destination, but you never know. You might like Atlantic City. So. Lots to happen in Jersey still in the MCU. We yeah. are not done with yeah. New Jersey. We are nowhere near done with Jersey. But he does this, he does realize that this is the training camp that he was at before. So we're going mm. back to where we were in the first movie. Um, mm-hmm. and then this once they get in there. And they're going through. Well, actually, we also discovered this is one of the first um, SSR locations. Yes. Cap tells us, and I love when they find the secret thing. He's like, "Why would a secret base need a secret, secret hidden thing. door?" <laughs> Which gets to, do you want to play a game? Yes, from That's War right. Games. Um, and then we get finally get to see Zola in his true glory, his true robotic glory. Um, was he ever Zola like? Did. Was he ever geeky Zola in the comics, or was he always just TV screen Zola? Always TV screen Zola. I don't remember. I don't think they've ever shown what he looked like. Pre- I don't think we ever saw him previously. Mm. Yeah. Um, but we do get him here. We learned that he was working with Shield for a while, and they were slowly um putting Hydra. Well, and they reference they represents operate they rep they reference Operation Paperclip, which they brought in. German mm-hmm. and Nazi scientists post World yeah. War II, and that's how Zola sort of worked his way back in. Yeah, by telling them a story mm-hmm. to keep them there long enough so he can bomb the place. 
Now, John, here's yeah. a question I have for you. Hey, Eric, you can answer it too, but. Oh, thank you. Um, so Zola, <laughs> Zola clearly has, even though he's in all the hard drives, he clearly has access to internet of some kind because mm-hmm. he's able to order the bomb. Mm-hmm. Do you think he got his programming out before it went up? Could Zola still be alive? Technically, yes. if we believe if we believe what if, yes, he is. Yeah, I I totally think even without the what if side, I still think he's alive. I think he's totally going to come back. Well, I th- I think that this is basically a dated version of him, in that yeah. we stand to see him in his walking, talking version at some point. Same as, I mean, fuck, we saw Modok. I mean. At this I, point, I think he's going to be coming back in um the next in the Cap Brave Four. New World in Brave New World. I think they're going to bring him back. Yeah, it would be Brave fascinating to see that because because they're hinting that that's going to be a lot of Hydra coming back. So mm, okay, I think it would make sense for him. I, th- to come I think back. he'll be walkie-talkie. I hope so. I want him to be walkie-talkie, <laughs> and then I want him to discover this Modok thing because I, I think I he had a link outside Modoc. of the the bunker, basically. Like he had to. or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He had to because so he, he digitally the uploaded strike. himself elsewhere. Yeah, that's that's my. Thought. This is just like his original form that he blew up, and now he's two point somewhere. And else. he's too smart not to have a backup. Exactly. Plan. Exactly. Well, you know, he may have planted a backup of himself in the internet, like Ultron does. That's what I'm thinking too. Mm-hmm. That's kind of mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. Oh, and I mean, I, but awesome I love the, I love how I love how Ultron Matt Alexander. Oh my God! Well, we're we're stumbling into what if territory here. I know, but uh, Zola's so great. I love Zola. I love Toby Jones. So just yeah, give me he's more great. Toby Jones, he's, yeah, he's a great actor. Um, so then we're going to um, we now is when we start to learn that Pierce controls Winter Soldier. Yeah, because we get the and, confrontation at his house. Yeah, and God, he's such a dick. Kills the help. All she wanted to do was come back in and get something. Mm-hmm. I wish you hadn't come in here, mm-hmm. but. Uh, um, Cap go, Cap and Widow go to Falcon for help, um, which mm-hmm. is an amusing scene. Um, we get the famous. Did you get, you catch when he talks about the exoskeleton? It was called Falcon. The exoskeleton yeah. suit that he wears oh, is yeah. called Falcon. It's codenamed. Yeah. So, um, Cap and Widow show up there, and then we get the famous Sitwell and Stearns Hail <laughs> Hydra scene, oh, which God. is so great. Oh. So good, so good. Which is gonna have some fun callbacks um, oh, yeah. later in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love when they they get him to go up there, and then they push him off, and then Falcon catches, and we get the first actual like introduction to what he looks like in the suit, and yep. it's so cool. Oh, such an oh, amazing was... sequence. That was great. Yeah. Um, now. Then we get this is an interesting thing. All right. So maybe you caught these. We learned about Project Insight, who we're going after with Sitwell. Mm-hmm. We gotta go after the high school valedictorian in Iowa City. Do we know who the high school Victoria valedictorian in Iowa City is? Anyone? 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 No. I don't either. I was hoping you guys would know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, what hero? I'm like, like racking my brain. That's like, what that's hero? A, that's a scene. That's a scene. I need to go back and like pause on more. Um, we also he mentioned Stephen Strange. Mm-hmm. First reference of Stephen Strange. Um, he mentions the one in Cairo. Do you think the one in Cairo is Moon Knight? Because I think it is. Because Moon Knight's time is. 
so like wishy-washy um yeah, where it actually fits um i, I think they it. know about him uh he gets out and then uh they oh sorry those are the only ones that i'm that they really mentioned the rest of them are just normal like politicians and stuff mm-hmm. um and then um sitwell's gonna try to get away and um he gets hit by a truck <laughs> well that's when yeah. that's when winter's well that's winter soldier winter throws, him, throws yeah. him out of the vehicle yeah. In front of a truck. Yeah, right. In front of a truck. But he gets hit by a truck and, and he mm-hmm. he uh dies. And of course at this point we know that Shield is chasing Captain America because he supposedly lied to to um Alexander Pierce. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. doesn't end up holding up water. And of course yeah. they end up having their fight where the Winter Soldier comes after them. Yep, we get Winter Soldier and um it's a cool, really cool fight scene. We get a lot of fun stuff. We get to see Winter Soldier get the shield and then get his Hannibal mask ripped off. And we find out that, oh, my God, it's Bucky. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> Bucky I will say alive. this this fight was the first time I think in the except maybe for a small moment in Avengers that I think I saw Black Widow uh, unnerved. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's unnerved. Like, like really feeling like, ooh, I may not get out of this. But she's also been nervous the whole time. Every time Winter Soldier has been brought up in this yes, entire true. movie, she gets very nervous. Because she had an encounter with him before. Yeah. She um, knows how deadly Bucharest? he is. No, it <laughs> was uh, Odessa. It was Odessa, <laughs> yeah. outside of Odessa, where she had a Russian rifle, no no, no rifling on the yeah, slug. Cause, yeah, because remember, she gets hit and then um, no more bikinis Yep, afterwards. Mm. Um, I do like how she stops him with the phone trick. I think that's that really smart trick. And then to hit him with the uh the sting. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, Maria Hill comes to the rescue. Oh yeah, and helps them. And then we discover they were about to be shot in the back of the head and put in a shallow grave. Yeah, and then we discover that Fury's still alive. Fury has made it, and he's been mm-hmm. keeping them on keeping everything secret. Surprise, motherfuckers! That's right. <laughs> I love this... when they're planning the their their thing, and he's like, he tries to figure out a way to like save it, and like Cap's like, no, it all goes. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I love that There's Cap's no... plan is like we're disbanding Shield. Like this is this is not it's not it can't be saved. It's got to just burn it down. Yeah, right. burn it down. But before we burn it down, we need our outfits. We need some suits, some uniforms. So let's go. Well, he and... even says, if you're gonna fight a war, you gotta wear a uniform. Yeah, and so what's he do? He goes and gets Stanley fired. <laughs> uh, I do appreciate he, that he went back and got that because I loved that suit. Yeah, I, the, I'm a the huge original. fan of the. It's way better than than the suit they gave him in um, Avengers, and I think he, oh, I yeah. think Marvel realized that like, he needed to be in his regular. And now we get to oh, see yeah. Falcon in his in his suit too. Well, he's kind of got a makeshift suit going at this point. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think that's just his normal uniform. I yeah, think, I think that that's the his, military like, suit at that his, point. Yeah, his traditional uniform. Let's see. Um, we get confrontation. Everyone's going in kind of Ocean's Eleven style mm-hmm. a little bit. This is where we're going to get our um, our cameo from our community member mm-hmm. as Maria and them go through. Black Widow's nowhere to be seen. Um mm-hmm. Because she's walking in with the widow's veil on. Yes. And she goes in and uh, Pierce had tried to account for her, but didn't account for her. <laughs> Fury shows up. And then uh, 
she electrocutes herself with the widow's sting. Yeah. Um, which to, I love to de- how she destabilize his little device. And I love how she's like, oh, that stings. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you know, like, one of my favorite moments is when Fury realize it makes Pierce realize that he had a double authentication through his other eye. Yeah. Oh. The way he looked at it when it registered, he was like, he knew he was outplayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't, Fury's thinking five steps ahead of you every time. Mm-hmm. Um, then, um, Pierce, uh, Wid- uh, Widow, uh, Fury's gonna get rid of Mr. Pierce Force. We don't have to deal with them anymore. And, but we do have to deal with some helicarriers, and those helicarriers are starting to rise up into there. They're gonna do their thing. They've got to get in there and jump drive them, which goes really quick for two of them. Um, I did zoom in and pause, or sorry, I didn't zoom in. I paused on all of the uh, computer screens when they're doing mm. their thing. Their saturation. Nothing. Yeah, nothing really. There wasn't anyone there that was. It was okay. all like senators, um, senator right. this, senator that, but no one by name that I recognized. We get the really cool fight sequence with Buck and Cap. Um, Cap ends up kind of um, he stops Bucky, but then he ends up saving him. The end as the helicarriers go down and DC is destroyed because of where those helicarriers are. There's no way all that stuff survives. Like it's just no way. Well, DC no, was the, devastated. The, the, the Triskelion was destroyed. They managed to make sure those things all crashed into like back where they started. Mm-hmm. I know, but still the shock waves, the explosions, it hitting the Potomac, the water would be going everywhere. Like I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know that DC's devastated, but it it is traumatizing on the for sure. It is. It is Hey, look, look, Casey, this isn't a Zack Snyder film in Metropolis, okay? <laughs> No, if it was his next Snyder film, Metropolis, they would have also just taken out Boston and New York, <laughs> everything else. <laughs> then um, it's then we've saved the day, but Cap's going to go after Bucky. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, we get we get some tags. Eric, did you actually watch tags this time? I did watch the tags. You did watch the tags. I know you did. Uh, tag one, we get um, Von Strucker, and somehow he's got the Loki Pokey stick. Locus yeah. Shield had it. Yeah. And he talks mm. about the twins, and we learn about the age of miracles. And we see Quicksilver and Wanda as a mm. quick little thing. Um, then we sit through some more credits, and then we get another tag where we see Bucky is at the exhibit learning about himself and Captain America. Yes. So I we did have some open plot holes in this one that I don't know if they're ever going to get addressed, but um Cap's going after Bucky, apparently. Will he ever get him? We've got the reference to Stephen Strange. You don't mention a superhero like that and not cut back to them later. Um, is Crossbone still alive after all the explosions and yeah. stuff? And um, we get that during the Trouble Man uh, wrap up sequence. Yes. Yeah. And then Stearns um, gets arrested. Ah, good. God, get rid of Stearns. Um, but, and then Wanda and Quicksilver. Oh, Are but they, remember uh, Fury's gravestone. Remember the, the line. Oh, you're right. You want to say it? He has, the, he, has the, he has the Pulp Fiction. The paths of the righteous are played by the inequities of the something. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember it. <laughs> oh, the man. path of the righteous man is how it starts, but I forget the whole yeah. quote from yeah. Pulp Fiction. But I love That's a great little nod. I love mm-hmm. that. And I, I love that we will later find out just how many graves he has. That's right. <laughs> such, such a good movie. Such a good movie. 
All right, Eric, let's uh let's do a quick library and then we'll talk about our um, our second movie. Ooh, all right. Good uh good timing with the library because it ties in to our Captain America Winter Soldier. Uh this is the library you want to be at if you want a front row seat to the fall of the Shield headquarters in Washington DC. Uh this one <laughs> is the Aurora Hills Library in Arlington, Virginia. From best, I could kind of scope it based on the kind of waterways and stuff that we see as the the kind of S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters uh, there in D.C. Uh, I'm expecting it to be kind of right on that bend uh, just below Ar- Arlington uh, Cemetery, if you're familiar at all with it or if you're looking on a map. Um, and so uh, down in there in kind of Pentagon City, just a little bit south of the Pentagon itself you'll find Aurora Hills Library. Uh, For those of you keeping score at home, I know we have a few of you. uh, The zip code is 22202. Um, The Aurora Hills Library is part of the Arlington Public Library, which began as a a library in Glencarlin, in that community in the late 1800s. Uh, In 1923, it started opening up libraries, starting with the Burdett Library, um, based on an endowment by Jamiel Samuel S. Bird- Burdett. Uh, you can imagine Arlington probably has a lot of uh, uh, military donors. Um, and the Cherry Dell Library opened with support of the Cherry Dell League of Women's Voters, as well as the Patrons League. In 1924, uh, the Clarendon Library followed at Citizens Hall with support from the Educational Committee of the Women's Civic Club. And then in 1926, right, so... We're talking a little bit, you know, probably about 30, 30 years or so after it really started there with the Glen Carlin community. Uh, the Aurora Hill Library opens uh, with the support of the Jefferson District Women's Club. Um, there's not a ton of information that I found on the uh, the Aurora Hills Library. I live close enough. I should probably go check it out myself at some point. Uh, but anyone who may be closer than me, feel free to write in. Let us know some of the fun facts about Aurora Hills or some fun events. Uh, and maybe I'll, I'll correct myself on a future pod. Um, not that it's boring. I, I won't lie. The building didn't look anything exciting. It it kind of looks like your standard 60s, 70s, uh, construction, maybe early eighties. Um, for those of you uh, wanting to go visit, you'll have to make sure you don't go on a Sunday. This is one of our libraries that is closed on Sundays. Uh, otherwise throughout the week, you should be able to be there anytime between 12 and five. Um, those are going to be your key hours for Monday through Saturday. Um, and then you'll find some expanded hours. It is a little bit of a wonky schedule. You know, Tuesday is different from Wednesday type thing. Uh, so you want to check the website or, or if you're close by, check the, the you know, with the librarian themselves. Because uh, you'll have various expanded hours as early as about 10 a.m. some days and probably as late as 6 or maybe even 8 p.m. other days. Um, for those of you looking to get there, you can do it quickly from, it's just down the street, uh, a little bit south, as I mentioned, from Pentagon City Metro. Uh, that's part of the uh, the DC metro system. It's on the edge of the Virginia Highlands Park. It's kind of a big old park. Uh, you'll it's you'll kind of walk down through the bottom of it, and by the end of it, you'll get to the Aurora Hills Public Library, which shares the same building as the Aurora Hills Recreation Center. So plenty to do in the area. I can I can tell you that uh, that Pentagon City Metro opens up into a major mall, shopping center, you know, breweries there and stuff like that. So. Plenty to do in terms of local retail, plenty to do in terms of um, stuff to see from a, a public resource perspective. you got DC right there and so all the Smithsonian, the Captain America exhibit with a little bit of Bucky history in there as well. Um, so, yeah, check it out. The Aurora Hills Library in Arlington, Virginia, back on the East Coast. Sounds awesome. Um, I think you should definitely go there and send some photos. 
I think I'll have to. It, it might have to be a trip. And John can show up and um, join you. All right. Let's talk about our next movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. So 2014. Um, this, I do believe, is the first Marvel Disney of them all. There's two hours, one minute. It's a mix on um, whether it's based on comics or not. Another origin. But we get Mr. James Gunn directing. Mr. James Gunn and Nicole Perlman writing. Taylor Bates composing. And our cast of insanity is Chris Pat, Chris Pratt as Peter Quill. Zoe Zeldana as Gamora. Dave Bautista as Drax. Vin Diesel as Root, or Groot. Bradley Cooper as Rocket Lee Pace as Ronan. Michael Rooker as Yondu. Karen Gillian as Nebula. John C. Riley as Corman Day. Glenn Close as Nova Prime. Benicio Del Toro as The Collector. Sean Gunn as Craglin. Stan Lee as the Zandardian Ladies' Man. Nathan Fillion as the Monstrous Inmate. Alex Dinsnoff as The Other, who you'd recognize from um, the first Avengers movie. Rob Zombie actually plays a Ravager Navigator. Josh Brolin, not credited, but Josh Brolin playing Thanos. And then Seth Green as Howard the Duck. So it's pretty cool shit there. I want to make make a quick out-of-world reference here before we get hop into the film. Yeah. Uh, Our our friend uh, Peter Denarian Saul, our guy... the the character actor playing Denarian Saul, um, in Parks and Recreation, uh, Chris Pratt plays Andy Dwyer. They go to London to visit a royal to pitch him on some sub for Pawnee in Indiana where they are, and he takes an instant liking. And it's the same gentleman playing Denarian Saul takes an instant liking to Andy Chris Pratt and asks him to stay and work with him. Right around the time they went off to film this film. Oh. Fun little side bit that nice. cracks me up no end to these days. Nice. Eric, the, um, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, Eric, this is the uh, first appearance of the Guardians of the Galaxy. They look just like the movie versions, don't they? <laughs> exactly like them. Uh, there's one that's in this movie. <laughs> is that Drax? That's Yondu. Oh, no, that's okay. Yondu. Their second, when they get their own title, because that was Marvel Superheroes Presents, when they get their own title, let me show you what that team. This is that team. <laughs> oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. We get Yondu. Yeah. I'm I'm fairly confident this is Taserface. Um <laughs> so <laughs> Yondu is at least blue in this one. He is blue. Um he won't get Guardians... comic accurate until volume two. Yes. The um where is do I have it? Oh. In 2014, this is what the Guardians look like. Oh, wow. Look how look how close that is all of a sudden. Do you, do you notice who's on the team? Venom. Venom. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's huh. by the way, that, that's Flash Thompson in the Venom suit, yeah. too. I and read those comics. It's, technically, it's Agent Venom, also, yes. to be exact. Hmm. Um I was reading they, them. I was reading them at that time. Um, but this is the Avengers that or sorry, the Guardians that this movie is kind of based on. This is from the uh, 2008, I think, run. It was like a mini series they brought, or actually, it was a maxi series kind of because it doesn't run mm-hmm. long. I think it's like 12 issues, but they did it and um, brought back. And they kind of give us the guardians that this movie is based on. I wanted to point out earlier, by the way, Vin Diesel gets higher billing than a lot of the other actors in that list because <laughs> <laughs> I, I did it in order on IMDb. 
No, I meant I meant in the movie. Vin oh Diesel. yes, um, this like, is right after Pratt. This is the 2014 Star Lord comic. Um, they Marvel at this point in time was already starting to anticipate the movies, so they were starting to change costumes before the movies came out, mm-hmm. um, which is mm-hmm. kind of a fascinating thing. Now. If we want to know what some of these people's looks like, oh, here's a, a better shot of this. Is like one of the first yeah. movies that made us think, like, what a talking raccoon? What are you doing, Marvel? Look, Except for me, I'm, I'm like, I love no. rugged. No, no, Neil Adams said it on Fat Man on Batman back in the day to Kevin Smith. He said, Marvel is making a movie out of Guardians of the Galaxy, and he said it will be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he called it. He said Marvel was doing it right. He was like, he was, he was on it. Yeah, Man, it was great. Because he so said Eric, this this shouldn't be made. He's like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Eric, this is Star-Lord's first appearance. <laughs> Star-Lord, man. Wildly different um, look. A bit different. A little bit different. We kind got, of on the Captain uh, Marvel look. A little bit. I mean, um, Groot was a monster from way yep, back he, in the day. Here's Rocket's first appearance. In a Hulk? Yep. In a Hulk comic. Um, Groot's first appearance, as John was saying, Tales to Astonish. Ah, Groot, mm-hmm. the monster from Planet X. We get um Is he actually a, from Planet X when they show his uh his yep. card being arrested? Yep. yep, we'll talk about that too. But yep, he is. Um here's this is from the Rocket Raccoon mini series. Nice. Um, so you can kind of see how he looks. But then we get I mean the team's so weird. Um this is Gamora in 2014. So kind of you know, good look, but this is Gamora. And when she first was in the comics. All right. I mean, I can see I can see the progression. Yeah. Um let's see. And remember, we've seen Gamora before in Planet Hulk. Yes, yes, you have. Um <laughs> oh, the cartoon. Here's um here's Drax the Destroyer. <laughs> um, I kind of wish they had gone with that version. <laughs> Drax from the comics at this time period, um, when the movie is. Nebula, you know what Nebula looks like, except for that's Nebula from the comics. She's got so hair. Wildly different uh look there. Yeah, for she's Nebula. got hair. Yeah. Karen Gilliam actually, you know, she shaved her head for this one. She did went she full really? commit. Yeah, yeah for this she one. Wow. She full committed and she, she she showed it off at a Comic Con too. Yep. Here's a I have rocket, that I have that issue. Rocket and Groot, just a little bit of Rocket Groot. Um love just because their their artwork's always fun uh oh i want to show you um ronan the accuser so you can see like how that's ronan's first appearance right there it's pretty close yeah he hasn't changed much yeah he hasn't changed too terribly much i mean this is generally what he looks like here um i do have a picture of here's the collector so but seal the toro's character right and then um a thanos um, just because he's in this, there he is in his famous chair, and here he is, which is the shot the they uh, emulated. Yeah, yeah, which they do a really good job of that. So that is some of our stuff. I mean, they went for some interesting looks here. Um, I got to give it to Lee Pace too. Like, what what commitment to like? Well, he looks completely different. If you look at images of Lee Pace, I mean, I love the show Pushing Daisy, Pushing Daisies, by the way, which he was mm-hmm. the star of. Very vastly different. I mean, well, really between this and Tharendel, when he plays in Lord of the Rings, The Hobbits, yeah, movies. Yeah, I mean, true. he goes like well done, well done. Lee. So let's um, let's, let's jump yeah. into this movie. So Earth, nineteen eighty-eight. Um, 
I just say the soundtrack is like the top notch here. We've yeah. really hit the top notch of the soundtracks. Yeah, like my kids, thanks to these movies, my kids have been exposed to songs that I listened to when I was young and my parents listened to. Mm. So, because you and your parents both grew up in the 70s, 60s, and no, 70s. My, my parents, yeah, no, never. Um, I, I, my first note I wrote in here after the or 1980. I'm sorry, Eric, you haven't seen Guardians Volume 3, so there's going to be some shit I'm going to say that, but you're just going to have to deal with it now. You've had time. It's on iTunes. I wrote, oh shit, it's his grandpa. It's the same actor from Volume 3. They didn't recast it. And he's in Volume 2, by the way, too. Is he? He's on Earth when the expansion is happening and his car almost gets swallowed. I don't think I noticed that. Yep. So he appears in all three films. Oh, wow. We learned that Peter's dad was an angel, according to his mom. So some kind of celestial being, something not of Earth. So they're hinting that right up front. And everybody thinks she's crazy. That's right. Everyone does. Um, Then Peter goes outside and runs and gets abducted. And then we jump to 26 years later, making it 2014. So this takes three years, Casey. 23 was it? Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I don't know why I wrote 26. 26. Um, <laughs> 23 years later, 2014. Um, so this takes place the same year as Daredevil TV series. So that's where we fit in this. And then we get the the just the perfect way to open, like truly open this movie with the dance sequence. Yes. I love I love the dance sequence. Um, and he's trying to reenact Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, stealing an orb. That's all I can think of when he. I know it is very much. Eric, you're on mute. I like the uh, the title card, by the way, to that that dancing comment where it's kind of the pulled back shot. And it's just you know Peter Quill dancing on a on a rock from a really far distance. They one. kind of do that in every one of them to a degree. James Gunn, James Gunn has a very specific aesthetic he likes to play with that works so well. Mm-hmm. He's a he's one of the best comic book movie directors for sure. Oh yeah, no joke. He is. Why like, DC was smart. Mm-hmm. I, I love when he's stealing the orb and the guy's like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm Star-Lord, man. Who? Which gets no, no, he says, he says, oh, hey, here you go. Here. Who, what's your name? Peter Quill. I don't know. You You might know me by another name. Star-Lord. Yeah. Who? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Star-Lord. <laughs> yeah, he, gets, he gets all offended by it. <laughs> and it's going to have an amazing callback later to that. Um, he right, Peter get managed to get out of there after a little bit of a gunfight. Um, gets on the and ship. Poor woman who was oh. asleep when all that happened. <laughs> the girl he forgot her name and forgot she was there. I know that's my favorite thing. I just love that there's a random woman in the ship. I'm pretty sure like in IMDb she's credited as like attractive someone or other. Like whatever her <laughs> species is, attractive species, basically. Yeah. <laughs> And then you get to that Yondu. Didn't even give her yep. name there. Where we find out that Yondu's pissed at him. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Um, sorry, I'll put these grapes up. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been eating grapes. I'm sorry. I'm hungry and it's helping me not cough. So I apologize. Um, yeah, yeah. Yondu, Yondu's pissed. Um, and we start to learn that everyone wants this orb thing. For some strange reason, everyone's after it. Don't know what it is, even but everyone wants it. Thanos. Even, well, First off, even the Cree warship, because mm. uh, this is our first introduction. This is our actual first introduction to the Cree. Um, we see Ronan. We're going to learn that Nebula is working for Ronan. 
And Ronan is trying to get the orb for who, Eric? Thanos. That's right. This Thanos guy. Who's Thanos? We've never heard this name before. Oh, by the way, quick note. The girl does have a name. Her name is Barit in IMDb. Oh, yeah. Just you know. Oh, well, she does get a name. I could so, have swore there was like attractive someone. I'm gonna have to look that up. <laughs> so, John, correct me if I'm wrong. In Avengers, they don't actually say the name Thanos, right? No, that's This is the first time we've ever heard the name Thanos. Yeah, and sure. so we don't know who Thanos is. I mean, you and me knew, but random the random audiences wouldn't have known that that was the we, person. We from. we know that Gamora and Nebula are attached to him, and that supposedly Ronan's working for him. Yep, because because Ronan says he's working for him, and we that's when Gamora pops in, and we learn that she and Nebula are Thanos's daughters, and seem to have a bit of a rivalry from the beginning. Yep, well, there will be Thanos a, is doing. There's gonna be a line later where I think it's Nebula. She mentions that um, Thanos has multiple kids, which we will learn later mm. um, in the other movies. Um, then we get to see Rocket Raccoon making fun of people. Um, which is hilarious. And this is where we get our Stan Lee cameo where Stan is um, talking to some random woman. Yeah. Okay. I want to point this out here because yeah. when we see him observing, this is when we get introduced to Rocket and Groot. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and Eric had made a comment on the thread. Eric, you want to tell us who, what this movie was? It was the Han something movie <laughs> we never got. I said that this, so this movie is the Han Solo movie we were meant to have, right? We We deserved. Okay, um, I think you're partially correct. However, I think Groot and Rocket steal <clears throat> the true Han Solo and Chewbacca roles. Yeah, no, I'd agree. What what Peter is, is he is the Indiana Jones. So this is a love fest of Harrison Ford. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can go with that. I can go with that. It is definitely a love fest. Yeah, there's fest no doubt that Groot is Chewy. Like there, That is oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And Rocket's attitude about being in it for the money. Yeah, yeah but... You know. But you could imagine Rocket as kind of like uh, a a take maybe he's Lando. on maybe he's Lando. No, you could you could see him as a take on like a C three PO to get to get a little far ahead. No, no, as like no. an asshole killer version. Yeah, no, he's closer <laughs> he to knows everything. Closer to Lobot than he is the C three PO. No, so we get yeah, our stand. I'm so stick with it, <laughs> Eric. Again. I'm sorry, you haven't seen volume three, but I'm gonna go and throw this out there. God damn it. <laughs> when when the um after when everything goes on and they have the fights there, everyone's trying to get Gamora's going after the orb and Peter can't sell it because he's mentioned Ronan and all this shit starts going down and Rocket shoots Peter, which is a cool action sequence. The Nova Corps show up, and when the Nova Corps scan him, scan Rocket and raise him up. They go eight nine P one three, which That's is the same designation, same exact designation from volume three, which I never knew that they use that in this. And so when they when I watched this, I'm like, holy shit, they were setting that up all the way back here. It helps when you have the same guy directing all the movies. So yeah, were oh they setting God. it up or were they retconning and just being smart? I think they were setting it up. I totally think they were setting it up because it's um, the same author, the same the same person wrote and directed all three movies. Yeah, this was he was pulling this and then using it later. This was not a retcon. Yeah, and so then when they all get arrested, we start to see. This is what you were asking um, about earlier with the um, with their screens. We get we you know we hear um, we see Gamora's thing. 
It then does Rocket 89P13. Known associates, associates, Lila is yeah. listed as an associate, which is interesting. Now, this could be a retcon because how it, unless I was in the comics too, unless there is, she is, but unless they're pulling Lila from high, unless they're pulling data from high evolutionary system from Orgo Corp, it's interesting that they have her there, but they do mention Lila. Groot, planet, or sorry, um, Groot, origin, planet X. Mm-hmm. So they actually do mention that he is um, from planet X. Nice one. Which is kind of cool. Um, And I believe planet X is also where the Venom symbiote is. Isn't that where they retcon that the Venom symbiotes come from planet X now? There's Maybe. a connection to the, Groot, to the Groot race um, with the Venom symbiotes. Is that why Agent Venom is, is around? No, this was after that. This was around um, King and Black that they they did that. Um, so then we um, we get to the kiln, and it's just an amazing, like, hilarious scene. And I love the like fingers up Nathan Fillion's nose, and like no one gets him. This is our <laughs> booty. <laughs> you get and that's when you realize us. you realize just how much of a dead woman walking Gamora is. Yeah. Mm-hmm everyone wants her and that's when like drax starts to like piece things together and go and this is where we her. actually meet drax too yeah. yeah we we meet drax unlike um, in the uh unlike in the the trailers trailer. he is not arrested with the rest of them yeah i wonder why they did that it's not go through because look because that shot you're showing right here it's a great lineup shot it's that lineup suspects. shot yeah 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 i guess um so um we learn after Drax tries to get Gamora mm-hmm. um, that Gamora is planning on turning on Thanos. Yes. Um, and then we start to. Uh... It's a trap. Well, she that's why she wouldn't let Nebula do it. She was this was her ticket out. Yes, it's mm-hmm. her ticket out. Um, we're going to get a this is what we're then going to jump to Nebula, Ronan talking to the other. From the um from Avengers, his mm-hmm. character is called the other, um, one the Chitari. Um, and then he kills the other. <clears throat> um, and then we get Thanos, and this is where we hear the voice. So at the time we didn't know who it was, but now when I hear it, I'm like, oh yeah, it hundred percent is Josh Brolin. They had him yeah. this whole time. He the only time he they don't use him is clearly in um just Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Which is um really I never knew I it never even kind of looks like him. They've they've changed. Well, the they firmly started story. establishing him as the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which is just so amazing. Um, but then we so get they back. never credited him. Like there's nope. no he's not no. credited as um and because they were trying to keep it secret. They didn't want everyone to know who it was. Right. Um. Then we get to Rocket doing like okay, here's what we're gonna need to get out of here. I'm gonna need this. I'm gonna need this. And whatever we do, we don't get that. And I'm gonna need that guy's leg. And, remember, and I just while he's explaining this, what is Groot doing? Yeah, Groot's doing exactly what he says. Do not do the, the, well. The, the the last thing. Yeah, get the battery. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that Groot's just in the back. It's such. Yeah. There's so many great visual jokes in this. Mm-hmm. I love the way that Drax is watching him too. Drax isn't even yeah. with him yet. Yeah. He's sitting over yeah. there, <laughs> just watching it. Like, what are you doing? Is yeah. yeah, see this. <laughs> uh. Then uh, this is I, the first just, time we get to see how brilliant Rocket is, though, too. Yes, mm-hmm. um, but I just, I just love so much. It sets up 
a, the running gag for the whole series of I mm-hmm. need I need this body part. <laughs> and, it just, and I need this prosthetic eye. can't keep a straight face. <laughs> how, Pe- how mad Peter was about the leg or how many years <laughs> he had in the guy. <laughs> oh, you actually got it? Oh. <laughs> what was his I face to, like, like? Give him so many face. credits. <laughs> 30,000 30, credits. 30,000 credits. Um, I don't I have a note I wrote. I don't understand what it is. You got issues, Quill. I don't know why I wrote that note, but it you makes me laugh. Rocket tells him? Oh, Maybe. is it because he went back for his uh, head headphones? Yeah, the yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because after they make their escape, he does a little switcheroo where he keeps the orb. Yeah. It makes them think they have it. Mm-hmm. And that way he knows they'll be there when he gets out after he yeah. goes and gets his music. Then we're going to get to... Uh, Yandu talking to um the broker and I love the like the <laughs> oh makes me laugh so much and we get the collector again um we get in there after some chaos happening um in nowhere where so we're in nowhere the head of a celestial mm-hmm. um Did they know they were doing mine. the eternals at this point what do you think um, probably they would have had sure, to. it was somewhere in the works, but uh, this is the dead celestial. Yeah. They basically are mining its head for all its useful, yeah, products. Like it's like mining an asteroid for them, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah, well, um, while when we first meet the collector, actually, technically, before we find out we're in nowhere, um, when he's talking to his assistant, we see a dark elf from Thor the yep. Dark World. Mm-hmm. So there's a dark elf in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also um so once we get into the actual meeting with them inside the celestial's head, um, we do see Cosmo in there. Yes. So Cosmo is there. Howard the Duck talking. is Howard the Duck is actually there in the background, um, in one of the cages. In the initial shot? In the initial, you can see mm-hmm. Howard. Um, if you go back and watch it, um, it's just a quick little shot. It's not like an establishing shot on him, it's just there. Um, in the Disney ride. Um, the tower, um, the where they did Tower of Terror in California, they made like the drop. Uh-huh. You go through part, you see part of the collector's world, and in that they actually have a figment hidden in the collector's world, which oh, is kind of cool. cool. Yeah. So then we uh, meet, we met the collector, and I love how he's like, "Oh, you are a group. I will pay you handsomely <laughs> for your for your body when you are dead." Of course. <laughs> I just imagine that Benicio del Toro was either high or having a lot of fun. Oh, I think he was having fun. He had maybe both. Maybe Maybe both. Maybe both. Um, We so this is when we learned that the orb is an Infinity Stone, and we get the cool scene where we learn about the Infinity Stones, and we see an actual Celestial. The first time we will see a Celestial, but James Gunn is sowing the seeds Mm -hmm. for what will be. And specifically, we see we we learn about the Power Stone. In particular, in the sequence, yes, and we learned that no one can touch it. Um, yep. Which then we're going to learn very quickly when his assistant goes and grabs it and then explodes with the goal of of escaping, right? Yes, with our goal of escaping. And then at this point, I actually wrote my note. So now we know of three stones. We know of the tesseract. Mm-hmm. We learned that that was a stone at the end tag for Dark World. Or, um, the ether, which would. He, which the collector has because Sif doesn't want two infinity stones together. And then Odin now we've learned about the orb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's three. 
um, that we've got there. Three of six. Then, um, yeah, they uh, are, oh, there's uh, the fight, and Peter um, almost sacrifices his life for Gamora. Mm-hmm. And that's because he's smitten already. But how can he not be? I mean, it's Zoe Saldana. She's Gamora. I mean, how can how can you not? Like, who can blame Peter? And of course, all of this is because Drax is an idiot. Yeah. Oh God, I love. I forgot about the. I love that Drax just calls Ronan down. Like, hey, come here. I want to kill you. I've got what you're yeah. looking for. I want to kill you. <laughs> um, and then he gets manhandled. And we we haven't mentioned it. Nothing but flies over my head. Yeah, I will say, catch it. We've learned that he's it's a little bit earlier literal. Still. <laughs> yes. Mm. Um, they're... I do like when they use the mining pods that are virtually indestructible as rammers. Yes, it's that like was fun. It's like Apparently, we're almost indestructible. They're not. Drax is like a um a kind of I, I don't know if icon's the right word, but like a a figure for the um the like a uh, autism spectrum community because he is kind of essentially an on the spectrum you know hero. Yeah, you can. Um, I can see that. So the, see so he's a, a lot of spectrum you know pe- people who are on the spectrum really identify with him because how similar he is and in, in sort of literal taking things literally and stuff like that i can see that it's really kind of sweet and apparently yeah. dave bautista has leaned into it and is really welcoming of that Good. that community as well oh, he's such awesome. a great guy he's such a great yeah guy. he seems like it like everybody in this cast is like they're great people oh yeah like outside of the world too so. except for vin diesel <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, apparently, a lot of people don't like Chris Pratt because he's like hardcore Republican. Really? Uh, yeah. I don't think he he doesn't spout it off all the time these days. He does, yeah, he doesn't spout it off all the time, but it's enough that it it's pissed off a lot of the internet. It has, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I still like him. I did Vin too. Diesel's fine. He's just he's so obsessed with family. You know, you can't really he, get in he, otherwise. All he loves is family. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to. It's hard to get in there. You know. I mean. Yeah, okay. Okay. Let's move those on. backyard I don't wanna, dinners. No. 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 The, no we'll move, move on. on before John tries to grab the stone like Ronan does, but instead of exploding, he jams it into a hammer. Ooh, that's what she said. Yes, she does jam it with a hammer. <laughs> um, we do get a Sakaran reference, so they are setting up Sakar or Scar already at this point in time which will end up coming into the third thor movie so they are starting to set that that world up this is where you um get to your i need that guy's eye I need that yeah. guy's eye um and then one of my favorite scenes now that we're into like they've got to go and stop um he Ronan. has to con he has to con um you know the ravengers into helping him basically yes. Yeah, he gets the Ravagers to help. Um, but once they get in there, I love the... We've already had the conversation with Drax. Um, we're going to go get the thing. And I love, like, oh, Peter, you're a good guy. Um, this dumb tree is my friend. And this green whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drax is a little... Oh, then, we're all happy. And then she gets upset. And then I love like Nebula comes up and Drax is just like, I got a rocket launcher. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, poor Nebula. She'll come around. She'll come around. She'll put herself back together and then we'll get a cool little. Yeah, I know. No joke. And we're going to, um, this is when they, we get to see that Yondu is a badass with that arrow. Oh my gosh. Um, when he's fighting the Scarns. Yeah. Um, and uh, then, when this is my, what I alluded to earlier, when the guy comes back from the beginning of the movie and he's like, Star Lord, and Peter is just 
ecstatic. Yes. That someone knows his name now. <laughs> like, <laughs> just all so this like, time. He's like this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that look on your face, I wanted to expect I didn't mention Glenn Close earlier, but we got Glenn Close in this movie. Do you think that Glenn look on Close, your face, motherfuckers? <laughs> do you think the look on your face must have been the look on James Gunn's face when he somehow conned Glenn Close into this movie? Oh yeah, and she's amazing in this movie. She's barely no. in it. Like, yeah, it's not even. Scenes. It's not a huge role. John C. Riley is amazing. Like all the, the yeah. Nova Corps people are like really good. Yeah. Oh, does Glenn God, Close come back get... in part two? No. No. No, she's just, no, none no. of these people come back. John C. Riley comes back, doesn't he? No, no, because no, the planet gets destroyed. Well, no, that happens in that happens in after Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, mm. but we don't go back to Xandar. Yeah. So yeah, we'll never go back. Um. Anyway, so, so they're happy about it. Um. This is when we're also going to learn that Groot's pretty powerful when he like impales everyone and then looks oh, at them great. with the biggest goofiest grin <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a dog like you see what i did i know he does. <laughs> i brought I in the squirrel <laughs> i am killer yeah um and i love that then they get in there and they ronan's there and peter just pulls out that big gun mm. and just shoots him and it doesn't kill him um but then yeah, what is that gun it's like a Old timey camera that no 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 they slug. called they called it they had a name for it because um, Rocket threatened them yeah, when Rocket they were coming to get it. Peter and he called it like the the Hadron something the lighter huh? <laughs> yeah it's like the Hadron something or other yeah um, right. Hadron so much cannon or something yeah. so much we've missed we've skipped over this movie but it's so good oh um yeah go then, see it folks I already if yeah. you haven't seen it definitely <laughs> recommend it then um. With this after he doesn't die and everything starts to go down, um, Groot protects his friends. He um wraps them up with love and warmth and wood, and just wraps his wood all around them. His wood just grows and grows and wraps them up so tightly. And this is, by the way, after Rocket saves the day by crashing the ship. Yeah, into, into Ronan. Into Ronan. Oh, that was a great one. That was great. Still doesn't kill him, but. Nope. But we are Groot, folks. This is a this is a big moment. Yeah, we are Groot. Um, the only time we'll ever hear him say anything other than "I am Groot." Isn't that right, John? We'll this never time. say anything else except Guardians Three. What? <laughs> what? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not going to spoil things for you, Eric. Um, and then Groot, poor Groot dies. Poor Groot dies. But we end up then getting. We'll the, never the, see this Groot again, right? According true. to James Gunn. We will actually never say this Groot again. This Groot technically does die. Um, then they get off the ship. Once the ship survive, um, they the ship blows up, um, but they survive. This is where we actually get Ronan naming them the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Ironically, he mm-hmm. thinks he's you know, but I love that Peter Quill does the dance off, like he does a full <laughs> foot loose on them. What's and the song? Of course, he sings? What um, is it? Is it come and get your love? No, he doesn't even come no. and get your love. It's it's oh, sweet. Yeah, shouldn't I? Ooh, child. Oh, yeah. Oh, Things yeah, are ooh, gonna child. get the ooh, child. Ooh, child. <laughs> Break so it down we, now. So that we can do the dance off, uh, which I love that the final fight's a dance off. And, and of course, then, he says, I love that. 
I love that Lee Pace never. Motherfucker, what what are you doing? <laughs> distracting <laughs> you, you turd. But he's like, it's like, bitch, we're distracting you. Um, and then he the they shoot the stone, the or they shoot the hammer. Hammer explodes. They both dive to catch it, and Peter grabs it. And this is when we start to learn something's up with Peter. I mean, we already technically mm-hmm. knew because the mom referenced the angel, but Peter grabs it and doesn't explode. Mm-hmm. Um, he does. He's able well, to channel kinda, the stone with everyone else touching him. Right. We kind of think that maybe everyone else is helping absorb some of the energy and disperse it, and therefore the team. But they say earlier when we learned about the stones that there was a group of people who tried to do that before, yes. and it, they all blew up. No, so something okay. is different in this yeah. equation. And it, it has to be Peter because he's the one literally holding the stone. I think everyone else is helping disperse it enough because he's not fully no. whatever his dad is. But but he's uh, he's, he, he's he's half ego. He's, I'm sorry, I was coughing. I don't think you said any words yet. Spoiling movies <laughs> later <laughs> on in the future. Okay. So, so they defeat Ronan. Well, before then... that, well, before that, real fast, I just want to say... Um, as he's reaching out when everyone's reaching out to grab fuck you james gunn for pulling <laughs> on our heartstrings for showing the mother there yeah meredith take quill hand, back. Peter, take my and hand doing like, what he didn't do at the beginning yeah mm-hmm. like every every one of these movies james gunn like rips our hearts out at oh some next point one's rough yeah uh, i want to oh, say like third, eric the third one's rough Oh, I don't want to. The third one's worse than it. the other, the, the either the first two. I want to say like I actually got like a little moved when like Rocket reached up and grabbed yeah. Jack's hand. I was like, oh yay, Rocket! Like because so Rocket's such the hardened asshole. Yeah, yeah. And then um they do the thing and Ronan dies dead, one hundred percent dead. I don't think Ronan could ever come back unless we travel back in time and see a version of him from the past. Oh wait, we'll do that later. Yeah. But th- I mean, I don't think that they'll we'll be able to, you know, get him back. Peter gives um, Yondu the orb, which is very nice of him. Um, very Crag- willing, very willingly too. Not, yeah. not a lot of fight. Yeah, argument. Craglin no. mentions a line right after that yeah. when they're getting on the boat or on the ship. Craglin says we were supposed to deliver Peter to his father. Yondu goes, "Yeah, that guy's a jackass." Mm. Um, that and then we just. De- then we discover that Peter did not give Yondu the orb, which is mm-hmm. nice. Um, we learn then um, they're going to tell Nova Prime is going to tell us that um, Peter is half Terran. His father is something different, something ancient. So we learn that his father is. Dun, dun, I don't dun. Know. <laughs> um, we learned Rocket has kept one of Groot's sticks and plants it. Um, we get to kind of see it sprouting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned that Drax wants to commit crimes. <laughs> it's just very funny. <laughs> and Peter finally opens that gift his mom gave him. Yep, to discover it's a new mixtape for 23 years. Could have been 26. listening to new music. 26. Is I thought it was 26. I it is 26. 26. Yeah, John told 88 me 20. to 2014. 26. Thank you. I did write it down correctly. It's, 20, <laughs> it's 26. Fuck you, John. <laughs> um, trying to gaslight me um, <laughs> always so he mix he opens up the mixtape and i wrote i could cry i could cry um we discovered that the nova corp keep the stone so now at the end of this movie odin has one 
The Collector has one, and Novacore has one. I'm sure yes. that will go great for Novacore. Um, Yondu is not pissed off that he gets screwed over. In fact, he kind of seems impressed when he opens that up and yeah, finds out there's mm-hmm. nothing there. Um, new stick is becoming Groot, and um, we learned the Guardians will return. And there's an immediate, like, small, like, scene of dancing baby Groot. Quick, quick question though, before we get to baby Groot, because obviously yeah. that, that became a sensation. Uh, when Yondu opens it up and sees the troll doll and he smiles, mm-hmm. if to establish that shot and then in the background throughout, everyone else is like jovial and almost seeming to laugh at him. Yeah. Are they laughing at him or is he is no, are we just kind of in the middle of a party and we're celebrating? Okay. They're celebrating. Okay. Yeah. They're celebrating. okay. It kind of it kind of has I always okay. thought they were they were selling. Kind of how I thought, but there were it just seemed like there were people were still throwing focus. Yeah. Um, so we get the ba- dance of baby group, which became a, a viral sensation across mm-hmm. the nation. I think I and, had a few baby groups. I think I yeah. And then um we get this the, the <clears throat> tag, the true tag, where we see the collector sitting there and Cosmo is licking the collector's face. And then the collector takes a drink of some kind of weird green margarita-y martini <laughs> thing. And then Howard uh, makes Rumble his mix. appearance. <laughs> and is like, oh, it burns. Or no, how do you like that? How do you let that thing lick your face? No duck and, boobs. This, no duck boobs this time. No, no duck boobs. Time. And he's got Give toes. Give it time. He does have toes. <laughs> he does he have does. toes. <clears throat> it's, Seth, it's Seth Green playing um, Mr. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh Guardians of the Galaxy, folks. Guardians of the Galaxy. Before we uh wrap up on our last little thoughts of Guardians next week. Um next week's going to be an interesting thing, ladies and gentlemen. You're actually going to get before you get the next official episode, before you get the next movie, um we're going to do a special. Um we were going to do a Comic-Con special and do all the news about Comic-Con, but that it's not happening because Comic-Con was way different this year. So we're just going to do a special. Um, I got some ideas. I'm going to tell these guys what it is when we get off um, of this. But um, it's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be a shorter podcast for sure. Um, definitely shorter. But um, I think it'll be something you'll enjoy. So look forward to that. So you're going to get two episodes. Um, you'll get probably the special first. And then you'll get our next movie, which will be Avengers Age of Ultron which you can find on Disney+. Plus. So I hope you will all Disney look forward Plus. to that. So um, now that I've said what the next movie is, I've given them heads up on our special. Let us do our final thoughts on on these uh, on these movies. So, um, John, what are, do you have any final words on either Winter Soldier or Guardians of the Galaxy? I think this is where Marvel is really hitting its A stride big time during this time i can definitely agree with that you'll you'll see this when you look at my rankings too because uh both films uh clock in in the top five nice in fact they clock in respectively winter soldier at number three with five stars and guardians with also with five stars at number four Wow, and that a lot of this has to bore. A lot of the times when these films get high up in the rankings for me, it has to do with how many times I want to go back and rewatch it as well. Mm-hmm. And so I can watch Winter Soldier over and over, and same with Guardians. 
they are both great movies um all right well eric then um do you have any final thoughts on these movies um yeah i mean i'd I'd agree with john that we're we're really hitting the marvel stride here this is where you know they find their footing i think and really this is where we see the marvel universe really start to take off i think and they're they really start world building in a way that they haven't yet Mm -hmm. um really really laying down threads that that will play in way down the line that we don't even realize type stuff um i think yeah this was probably the most fun i've had you know with with some of the the, this whole marathon well with a multi-movie week especially you know the avengers was fun there there's been some fun before but but this was just a solid week um no it wasn't neither neither one was a bad movie uh they're both in my top two as well the next best week is going to be when we do eternal (laughs) it's just going to be jeff's Mm. kiss amazing you know it Eric, I can't wait you... for that three hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, what would you rate um, Winter Soldier? So, Winter Soldier ends up at um, uh, number six on mine. Um, you hate this movie. <laughs> I don't hate this movie. Um, it's four and a half stars. I, I dinged it just a little bit because it moves a little fast with some of the the plot um, a couple times up front. And there, I wish it had flushed out the Bucky stuff a little more. But at the same time... Like I remember watching it the first time and having to remind myself who Bucky was mm-hmm. compared to the first one. Now that I've seen them back to back, basically like in this style, it's really easy to remember who Bucky was. But it didn't do a great job of bringing us, uh, oh yeah, that's who Bucky was type thing um, to me. Um, and so it it could have just done a little bit better with setup in that. Like I, again, I, I'm criticizing a near flawless movie. This is definitely one of the best um you know movies up till this point all right what do you uh what about guardians what do you think so guardians this one actually surprised me this one ended up above a uh, winter soldier which i did not think based on original uh, rankings maybe um mm-hmm. but this one still gets four and a half stars but again i i rank where where i want to see stuff so this made it up to number four um, nice so you like this movie I do. I really enjoyed <laughs> guardians and I <laughs> watching it again I forgot how much I really just had a fun fun time uh, you only movie. apparently only like two um mc movies but um what what, what number is this what number this this is this falls at number four number four and does. and what's your star rating four and a half all right so you you only like one other mcu movie out of all these that we've watched the only things that fall in his top five are crying out loud casey i know i know <laughs> it's not in your top five you hate it <laughs> logan holds a place logan holds a place holds a place and and that original x-men i'm still like in shock at how much i enjoyed that rewatching it i'm kind of in shock too looking at your list and it's <laughs> <not there. laughs> um i will say my final thoughts on this um I I think both these movies are, are solid. Um, Captain America Winter Soldier um, has grown on me. I think the movie does get better with age, especially knowing all we know mm-hmm. is coming up. Um, Guardians is still a fun blast. Still enjoy it a lot. Um, and some of this has changed from my original um, th- um, thinking, as I'll show you in a moment. But um, Captain America Winter Soldier, I give it four and a half stars. It is number three on my list. You got the same place as me. And you and I almost have the exact same order for at least our first three. Um, Then Guardians of the Galaxy, four and a half stars. It is 
number six on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, just behind um, Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, and the only things in front of Winter Soldier right now are the two Spider-Man movies. Yeah, the Spider-Verse movies. Spider-Verse, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Spider-Verse. Um, if we yes. want to just see my MCU, um, Winter Soldier is oh, the wow. number one um, nice. on my list. Now, I'm showing you guys this on purpose because um, I have an older list that I did during COVID. And I want to show, point something out to Eric. Captain America First Avenger is way oh, yeah. in front of. So watching this, this rewatch has changed my opinion on yeah. um on that and Guardians actually. Yeah. I did have Winter Soldier in front of Guardians still, but um both of them, you know, they moved up significantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now obviously I've got all the other stuff filled in here. So we'll right. see where they sit at the end of the day. But um, yeah, I I have changed my opinion. I'm one to admit that um, my opinion was wrong originally, and um, I have your the opinion has opinion changed. Now. There's no such thing as wrong. Yeah, you keep saying that. You keep saying that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to us uh, ramble on about some movies and what we like or don't like. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the world needs <laughs> That's what, what the world needs is more white men telling you what to think you're welcome America. Or at least what we think <laughs> and if you want to know what else we think or you have some questions for us you can write in at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com or you can follow us on the insta at not underscore funny underscore guys underscore presents you can find us on the twitter at you mean not, x um it will always be twitter fuck you elon <laughs> musk um <laughs> At not funny guys pod, um, and as soon as we, as soon as I, my personal account can generate another um, blue sky code, we will be on blue sky and away from the Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter at vash underscore maxwell, letterbox at vash maxwell. I've at Casey Franklin. I don't do the Insta. I'm Casey Franklin on Blue Sky. Eric is not on X. He is on Letterbox Eckley. He's not on Hive. He is on LinkedIn, though. You'll never Somewhere. guess what he's called on LinkedIn. Um, his Insta, <laughs> hot honey underscore comics. If you want some spicy, sticky information, Eric has got you covered all over neck, face, and chest. He's just got you covered oh with some hot honey. <laughs> If, he will if have, you are a follower of me on Insta, please write in to not funny guys to off the reels and tell me what I'm posting. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, if you do, I might have a digital code for you. Um, so if you want a digital code, write in and let us know what Eric is posting on hot digital honey underscore what? what are you giving away? Do you want me to tell? Do you want it's a surprise, but it's a good movie. It's a 4K. Ooh, okay, hold on. Okay, we'll let we'll it slide then. All right. Yeah, it's a good one though. It is definitely worth so, it. So, so people will get a free 4K movie, a digital. Yes, digital code. All right. Yep, I have a digital code that I can get. Is um, it Marvel related? It is not Marvel related, but it is comic book related. All right, folks, you heard it here. And then, um, if um, I get another Blue Sky code after um, Doctor Evans gets it, I, um, Eric might have himself a Blue Sky account. <laughs> God <laughs> help me. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it'll be called Hot Honey underscore. <laughs> well, you know, you know, guys, if he ever gets a threads, it's the same name. <laughs> oh, you're right. That's the one to be. So Blue Sky, I could actually do something different, but threads, it would have to be Hot Honey. Anyway, <laughs> I, I John, please. I am on threads, basically, aren't I? Because I already have Insta. Te- well, technically. Technically. John, do you want to um, say where you're at? 
Uh, you can find me not on Twitter. Um, I uh, left there long ago. I only show up from time to time just to see what's going on. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at esoteric underscore by underscore design and on letterbox at esoteric underscore Evans. Awesome. Awesome. This has been fun, guys. I look forward to um, next week as we um, I look forward to our special. I look forward to the special, too. But I also look forward to our debate on is Age of Ultron a good movie? Ooh. So you heard it here we'll first. See. Some hot takes coming. Hot takes. Thank you, everyone, and have a good night. Night, Later. folks.